When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? All right, so Bronny James, the oldest son of one LeBron Raymond James, signed an NIL endorsement deal with Nike today. Bronny James said that part of his reasoning for agreeing to the deal was continuing the James's legacy with Nike. He said, quote, for as long as I can remember, Nike's been part of my family. Getting a chance to team up with them and continue my family's legacy both on the court and in the community is wild. It really means a lot to me. Nike made the news of the deal official earlier today, and Bronny is one of five amateur hoopers, including Sierra Canyon High School's Juju Watkins, that is signing an NIL contract with them. Watkins is a local kid originally from Watts, so congrats to Bronny and Juju and all the other kids. for. Yeah, Juju Watkins is out of control, Cappy. Let me explain something to you. Go ahead. She is one of the greatest high school basketball players I have ever seen. Like I, I saw her playing again. So remember last year, were we working? I think we were already working together. Last year I did that Bronny game at Staples Center. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. It wasn't well, that long ago. Game, it was like December, right? Yeah, last December. So the game before that game, um, that didn't air on TV was the Sierra Canyon girls game. Um actually there was two games. It was two games before because there was a game that aired on ESPN plus a boys game and then Bronny's game on ESPN two. Um, but the girls game, I, that was the first time I saw her. She had like 40 points or something like that in that game. And I was just like, whoa, you know, like 40 points in a girls high school basketball game. Like that doesn't happen that often. Well, she, a, she a tall inside player. She an outside shooter. I I don't know anything about her. She's more like a, I I was just a perimeter player. Yeah. Uh, Um, she's really, really good though. Like she can do it all. She can get to that basket. She can shoot. Like she is incredible. And is she going to like Connecticut or you know one of these powerhouse kind of places? Do you know yet? I don't know she's where. She's not committed but yet. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, she's she like a senior her, this year. She is. Hold on, class of twenty twenty three. So is oh, that so this year? year? Yes. Oh, yeah, this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is her senior year. Got but it. she and is as good a basketball player at that age that I've ever seen. Like it was it just it's wild, like how good she is. Yeah. So so she has it and Bronny has it, right? So what's that? what's Bronny's story now? Is he a senior? No. He is. He's, is he a senior? I'm pretty sure he's a senior right now. And is he made up? Right, is he a, is he made up his mind? Is he going to Ohio State? No. Is that what he's he doing? He doesn't know what he's doing yet. He doesn't yeah. know. He's had why offers from a lot of places, but why doesn't he stay home and go yeah, to USC he's also or UCLA? A 2023. So so Bronny is Memphis, Ohio State, USC, Duke, and Kansas, according to 24/7 Sports. Uh huh. I bet he's going. There to Ohio are three State. offers at the moment: Memphis, Ohio State, and USC. Uh huh. And Bronny is ranked uh, number forty-five nationally. Okay. Which is yeah, that that was about where he's been, uh, pretty much in that low forties range. Boy, if you are USC, forty-one. Sorry, forty-one nationally, and that's where he's been. He's been around forty. Yeah. So, come on, I would love to see him stay close to home. Now, they say that Bryce, the younger uh, James' son, he's already got way more height than, mm-hmm. than Bronny does at his age. Um, he might be bigger than, than Bronny already, like, and he's way younger. He's a freshman, I think. Um, yeah, I remember like a year or two ago, his, his mom tweeting out something, like a picture of them, and she was like, oh my gosh, look how tall Bryce is already. Yeah, he, now, he's, he's legit. Like, now, he's, I don't know if he's going to be like, as good a basketball player as LeBron, but Bryce is going to have more of the stature that LeBron does. Whereas Bronny's, he, he's big kid too, 6'3", he's not small, but Bryce is going to be closer to like 6'6", six, six, I think, or 6'7", like in that, like that, similar to LeBron as far as his height. You know what I hope for for, for Bronny? I don't know the kid at all. Of course, I've never really seen him play, to be honest, mm-hmm. other than like some social media videos. I saw but him, obviously I saw him live. He was good yeah. that day. I, I, I hope the kid, I hope he succeeds, and it's not because he's LeBron's son that I hope he succeeds. It's, it's that if he doesn't succeed, you know, it's everybody, gonna be, yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it's hard. You know, like Dan Marino had a kid who never became a quarterback. You right. know, Joe Montana's son, like 
walked on at Notre Dame, never yeah. really became Michael much. Jordan's kids. They played college basketball a little bit, but that's yeah, it. Yeah, I think yeah. they went to like Central Florida, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, when, you're, when your dad is such a monster superstar and you have that to live up to. Like, I played college ball with Tony Dorsett's son. Yeah. Now, Anthony Dorsett, yeah. Right. The, and, it was a safety, right? Yeah, and he wound up having a really nice NFL career. But Yeah, played for the Titans, right? Yeah, and the Raiders. Yeah. But he never really was great um, in college. But his name took him to a lot of places. Now, to his credit, he worked really hard and built up his body and had a nice NFL career. But, like, when your dad is that overwhelmingly famous, the expectation level, dude, it's just got to be so much. And so here, here you are, you're Bronny. I, I think I saw some social media. Didn't, didn't he have a birthday party recently? And who was it? Yeah, like one of the he had Travis Scott there. It was right, like, like Saturday. Yeah. So, like, you know, that's his birthday party. It's LeBron's friend, Travis Scott. Like, yo, can you play my son's birthday party? Like, yo, man, I don't really play bar mitzvahs. Nah, nah, man, this ain't no bar mitzvah. This is just my kid's birthday party. Come on over and jam. Dude, I feel like any, like, big-time recording star would be, like, pumped to go perform at Bronny's birthday party. Yeah, but this is what I'm getting at, though, is that Bronny's so famous, and we don't have any idea, like, how good he really is. Like, George, you're saying he's ranked 41st, but he don't have, like, 100 offers from every school in the country? So I just hope uh, the kid's good. I mean, I hope for him he's good. Well, I, I think I, I think that just certain schools are just, like, we don't think he's going to come here, so we're not going to make an offer. You know what I mean? Like, I think that plays a role in it, too. Well, I just figured everybody would make him the offer just to make him no, the offer. No, I don't. No, I, I don't think. I, I Honestly, I don't believe LeBron wants it that way either. Like, I think that he's like, hey, if you want to offer him, but you got to offer him because you want to offer him, you know? And I would have that position, too, if I were him. I would love to see him stay close to home. Well, USC has definitely got an offer in there. Let's so. go, USC. He's going to Ohio State. Ohio State, I mean, he took him to the football game, right? There, yeah, he did a whole photo curtain. shoot there and everything. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's a, lot, a thing now, though. Like they, I saw one of my friends posting a picture of one of his son's uh, football visits with a school, and like they do a whole thing now where they, they put they him in the it. uniform. And, of course, yeah. yeah. So they, they were like, hey, you look so good in this Alabama uniform. Yeah. Commit now. Yeah, and, and he's like, nah, I'm going next week. Give a magazine cover that's right. like fake, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to LSU next week. Sorry, coach, I want to go take that LSU trip, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then you get to LSU and you put on the LSU uniform. I would take every trip available to me if I were these kids. Every single one. Wouldn't you? 100%. I want to go see the whole country. want to meet all these coaches. want to try on all these cool uniforms. Because, you know, I may look better in purple and yellow than I do in, like, you know, red and silver. Right. And that might, you know, be the determining factor for me. Yeah. Well, that is what you look. (laughs) That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. Are you watching this Raider game? Are you keeping your eye on what's going on? Josh Jacobs just like pummeling uh, the. Ever since they went back to Josh Jacobs these last two weeks, they have controlled the tempo of their games. He's averaging six yards per carry. Yeah. The Raiders are up 14 nothing over the Chiefs. I mean, look, there's 11 minutes to go here in the second quarter, and I'm it's about 30 seconds go. behind. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And you can never count Patrick Mahomes out. But this could not have started better for the Raiders, who not only have a two-touchdown lead, yeah. but the Chiefs missed a short field goal. So, thus far, everything is going the way of the Raiders. Yeah. God, this would be great. The snap, drops back, looks left, throws left. It is caught by Hunter Renfro inside the 40-yard line. And he's down outside, out of the back. Oh, oops, sorry. He's down out of bounds at the 39-yard line. Couldn't tell which side of the field they were on. So, yeah, the Raiders are moving the ball. They're throwing to Renfro. They're spreading the ball around. They're a little dinking and dunking. And they got Josh Jacobs in there. They're controlling this game. And if they could win this game, you would have Kansas City at 3-2. and two. You'd have the Raiders making a comeback at 2-3. and three. Yeah. The Broncos are 2-3. and three. The Chargers are luckily 3-2. and two. They are. God, it's like the Chargers didn't want to win that game, and the Browns wanted to win less. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll get into it later. But yeah, real quick car. question, George: Do you ever do that during a broadcast? What have you ever been like? Oops, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes like you'll get stuff wrong because you're no, so I know far that. away. But I mean, like when you make a mistake, like how do you do? You, oh like, cover no, but it up? I don't think I've ever made a mistake like that. I'm watching it off my TV. I don't know where they have the ball. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I was just curious, like if you ever like when I you know when I screw stuff up on the air, I always like call more attention to it. I feel like. I wouldn't do that during a broadcast, especially on a radio broadcast, because the listener People has no idea. Know. Right? Yeah, they have no idea. Oh. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. That's a good I think point. on TV, it's if you get it wrong, like you have to say something. Yeah. Like, yeah. And by I, the way, more times than not, sometimes you'll have things wrong just based on small details, like 
um, who like a penalty may have been on or something to that effect. And, you know, then because like what I'll give you an example of that. You'll do a game and you and the analyst will be like, oh, that's going to be holding on 36, whatever. Let's just say. Right. And then you're like, oh, for sure it was him, right? And then the referee will come on the mic and be like, holding number 26 instead. And you're like, oh, sorry about that. I guess it was number 26. And that is uh, Joe Johnson, you know, whatever. So that happens occasionally. You ever miss a play? In other words, like uh, the no, play goes on? Play. No, no, no. Hold on. Let me tell you. So, you. so the game starts up, but you're not back from a commercial? Oh, yeah. I have literally caught a play. I've had to catch up quick. So that has happened where we're back. And the play is already in motion, and right. I'll just do a quick, like, uh, it happened actually during the Charger game uh, that I did against the Jaguars. And I was, like, quickly, like, something like, Herbert with the ball at the 25-yard line takes the snap in the shotgun, four receivers out there, looks to the right, throws it into the flat, right? Like, I just, like, sped right through it, basically, so. Yeah, I've been on broadcast where the play-by-play guy does the play-by-play, but the play already happened. You know what I mean? Like, so, so we're back late from a commercial, and the play already happened, and so they, like, recreate they go through the play. it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I try to just kind of speed it up. I mean, um, it happens. But, but, on, radio, but on radio, you, you don't, you don't yeah. right, you don't let people know. Yeah. You just you just do it anyway because you're like, what do they know? They're driving around in their car. They don't know the difference. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, the Raiders have tacked on three more. Come They've on, tacked dude. On three more. You Come think on. I can get uh, like 30 more points out of Josh Jacobs tonight? Why do you need that in fantasy? Yes. <laughs> because I started uh, one of the receivers from Cincinnati who was out. What's his name? He yeah. ended up not playing, but yeah. Wow, that's a Josh big Jacobs kick right there good. for the Raiders. That's a John big kick. John Carlson. Yeah, I think, uh, what was that, 53, 54 yards, something like that? See? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a big – this is unbelievable. Come on, Raiders. What a great win this would be if the Raiders could hang on to this It would thing. be a great win, honestly. I mean, to start the season 0-3, to get a win and then go, okay, they get a win, but they're not playing anybody yet, really, and then, you know what's going to happen? They're going to wind up losing to the Chiefs next week. If they could get this win, they they climb right back in. Because then, you know, after this, they play Houston, then they're at New Orleans, they're at Jacksonville, and they've got Indianapolis and Denver. I mean, the, the schedule gets a lot softer after this game against Kansas City. Win yeah. it, and you might be able to run off one, two, three, four, five, six wins in a row. Right. Before you play the Chargers and the Rams. But even the Chargers and the Rams, particularly the Rams, yeah. not as daunting as it once looked. Yeah. By the way, speaking of not as daunting, we've only got a couple more games where UCLA and USC could meet as undefeated rivals. We didn't touch on it in this segment, but we will absolutely get to it next. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
right, guys, we told you 710 ESPN is the only station giving you a chance to win a million bucks. It's not a national contest. You listen every Monday to play Million Dollar Mondays. All right, let's congratulate our guy here on the line who's won tickets to the Rams-Panthers game and a chance at a million dollars, Dwayne Eatman of Huntington Beach. Dwayne, congratulations. Right on. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Now, here's the deal. The way you try to win the million bucks is you give us your Super Bowl prediction and you tell us the two teams and the score. And if you nail all those things, we'll hand you over a million bucks. All right. I am still going to pick the Rams to be in the Super Bowl. I know. Call me crazy, but I still believe in my Rams, although I will pick them to lose to the Bills 30 to 10. All right. So you got 30 to 10 Bills over Rams. Dwayne Eatman in Huntington Beach on Million Dollar Mondays. Man, congratulations on the tickets to the Rams and Panthers and good luck on the million dollars. So Dwayne does not want to win a million dollars. Is that what he's telling us? I mean, bro, I didn't want to say anything, but I mean. Like Dwayne, for real, dog? I know you got a faith, bro, but... He's loyal. If you want to try to win a million, you go something you know, a different direction. I mean, Maybe like l- Niners I, Bills or something. Right, I, I will say this. Like, I don't really know in the NFC side of things. Like, where am I going? Am I going to tell you Philadelphia because they're 5-0? and oh, Or, or Dallas because of what they did to the Rams yesterday? Or Tampa Bay, who's, you know, merely 3-2? and two, and Yeah, Tampa I mean, Bay the, does not look good. Right, the Niners. Like, I, I, like, on the AFC side of things, I understand picking the Bills... Or, or the Chiefs. Or, right. Yeah, like, I yeah. get that. But on the NFC side of things, while it's a little tougher, like, take a risk, bro. The Rams? After what yeah, you've leave seen? Leave them alone. You're really trying crabby, Cappy. Trying to help the guy, that's he, all. He was in the car with his son, it sounded like. So maybe yeah, his son Cappy. is a big Rams fan, you know? Yeah. He's yeah. Trying, you know what? Help, and help he won the, the Rams out, tickets. Congratulations, Dwayne. Yeah. Forget about Krabby Cappy over here. Just trying to help Seriously. you out, dog. Trying to help you out, that's all. <laughs> Who would you pick, Cap? Like, what would be your Super Bowl prediction if well, you Well, that's won? what I was just saying. I mean, it's a tough thing to pick right now. Exactly. Oh, my God. Oh, come on, George. You're so far ahead of me. Stop it, will you? I just, oh, my God, you. I know, but oh my godding me means that I now I, I'm okay. Let me see what's you going on. You think it's here. a Raiders? Yeah, yeah. eight oh six to no, play. No, it's not a Raiders. This is bad for the Raiders. I would say. Yeah. I love Beto's picture oh of Cap in a little crab. Yeah, Jared McKinnon dragging defenders down the the field. Nice, nice. You're like uh, wait, waiting to catch up to it, waiting. Yeah, waiting, no, no, I just waiting. got I, I got it. I got it. You get like the loading window. Oh, Jared McKinnon is taking this game over. It's a heck of a run right there. Man, when you got like, all these Raiders hanging on to you and you're, oh, my God. I mean, he's just breaking tackle after tackle. Oh, you're still there. <laughs> yeah. It's funny when you finally catch up, like, the enthusiasm in your voice right. where you're just like, okay, okay. Oh, my God. Look at him do I it mean, again. The, this the guy is killing is pretty, him. Next run is pretty good, too, yeah. Yeah. Well, now, is All that right. the, sec- the second one or the third one? Is there a third one? Because he just yeah. went back-to-back. Mahomes in the gun. Kelsey in motion from left to right. Trips receivers to the right. McKinnon in the backfield. They hand it off. McKinnon dances in the backfield. Tries to get to the line of scrimmage. He's close to the first down marker. Will he have enough? Yes. They will give him the first down as the ball will be placed on the left hash. First down, Kansas City inside the 25 of the Raiders. Wow. Well done. Well done. Is that your radio play-by-play voice? Yeah, that is like a Marv Albert kind of uh, Kevin Harlan uh, mashup. Although nice you, you do have a play-by-play voice. It's definitely different from this from your regular voice. Well, I think also it's because you have to go fast. Yeah. Like, you're doing radio play-by-play, and you got to be like one of those like what <laughs> auctioneers. Right. <laughs> I've got $1,000 in the room, 1000 I'm looking for 1250 yeah. $1,250, no I've got 1250 can I find 1500 I've got 1500 in the room, can I find 1750 1750 going once. Yes. Yeah, you got to do that. Holy mother of God, Patrick Mahomes throws the ball at angles I've never seen anyone else do. This kid, Jarek McKinnon, who's eating him up right now, 5'9", 209 out of Georgia Southern. Yeah. He's have good. not heard of this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He played for, I want to say, he played for the Niners and the Vikings previously. Mm. Don't know much about his career, to be honest with you. I don't know much, but I know but I, I love, love you. you. Yeah. Oh, look at you two getting along. Be all I need to know. Mahomes dumps it to Mercole Hardman in the backfield. Hardman runs upfield on the numbers and gets tackled inside the 10. All right. Now, you were about to get into as we're doing like, you know, Oh, UCLA, USC. Yeah, let's let's talk about so this. So let's do this. this. Is exciting. Let, let's do this. Big week for both teams, right? Big coming week up, coming up. 
Huge wins this weekend, mm-hmm. right? Washington State, USC took care of business. Now, the, it was closer than the score indicated, in my estimation, as I watched that game. Would you say that is a fair description? Yeah, I mean, if you didn't see the game and you saw 30-14 to 14 as the final score and you said, okay, well, it looks like USC handled this thing pretty easily, I, I don't feel like it was a very easy win at all. Hardly. No, no it was hard fought and uh, touchdown Chiefs. Um, and the they really pulled away at the end basically, is the way it went down. But it was a hard-fought game. It was a close game for most of the game. And then UCLA, that was a nail-biter pretty much um, the whole way until the fourth quarter, I I believe. I mean, it was within a score or two uh, for most of it. And UCLA, here's the one thing UCLA has going for it that I think is better than USC, their defense. Their defense is in my opinion, leaps and bounds better than USC's defense. Now, I don't know how that will hold up when they play USC and their offense, but their defense versus the other team's defense, they're better. They're better on that side of the ball than USC is right now. So I wish I could give you like a really strong and qualified opinion to tell you if I agree with you or if I really vehemently disagreed with you. Um, But here's the fact. I've seen very little of UCLA. You know, the, the Bowling Green game to get things kicked off wasn't interested. Alabama State wasn't interested. South Alabama, where they won by a point with a walk-off short chip shot field goal, they gave up 31 points. I was like, I still wasn't really paying attention. They smashed Colorado, and I'm still not really there. And then they play that Friday night game against Washington. And they win it, but they give up 32 points. They come back, now again, beating Washington, who was ranked at the time, Then they come back the following week, this past weekend, and Utah's ranked 11th, and they win the game and they give up 32 points. So I can't honestly sit here and tell you that I've been watching because, as a matter of fact, um, I I even wrote on on their athletic director's Instagram, I was like, well, I guess now after back-to-back wins against ranked teams in the Pac-12, we better all start paying attention to UCLA. Now this week they're at Oregon. So UCLA has gone from nobody paying attention to being ranked 11th in the country. And their third straight week where they've got an opportunity to beat a ranked opponent inside the conference. So, George, you say that their defense is much better, and I am just looking at the scores that they've given up. I mean, they're giving up 30 points a game. I'm telling you their defense is better than USC's defense. Okay, I'll take your word for it, but I'll have to go see it for myself. Well, you will. Uh, Oregon will not be that determining factor, though, because Oregon can put up a lot of points uh, as well. But... I just think that I trust their defense in bigger spots than USC's. USC's defense has been very opportunistic. USC's defense has come up with a lot of turnovers. I don't think USC's defense is actually good, like as far as like stopping teams from moving the ball. Just go by the points. Uh, they gave up 14 to Washington State. They gave up 25 to Arizona State, which is a surprise. Gave up 14 to Oregon State on the road. Um, so, you know, just by the numbers themselves – USC's defense averages, you know, they give up, call it 20 points a game. USC's defense gives up 30 points a game. So I'll have to, I'll have to see it with my own eyes to, uh, okay. to understand what you're saying. But yeah, you will. the point is, is this, though. Did we at the beginning of the season think that USC and UCLA would be on a potential collision no course? Chance. No, absolutely not. On November 19th, when USC and UCLA play, is there any chance these two teams are still unbeaten? Or is I mean, that just way too much to no, ask? There's a chance. Um, but this next week for both teams is still going to be tough. People can say, ah, Utah lost to UCLA. They're a two-loss team. They lost at Florida. That's actually – I think UCLA beating Utah is the worst thing that could have happened for USC. Because now those guys, they're a good team. They are probably really pissed off. <laughs> and they're going to be laser-focused for this game against USC. And I actually think it's going to be a tougher game than it's going to be like an Oregon state type of game where it's going to be super tough and close in my estimation. I could be wrong. And, and now Oregon playing at Eugene is tough and that's a veteran ball club at at Oregon. And, you know, there's gonna be a lot made of Chip Kelly going back there, but I don't think Chip Kelly has the better team on paper going up there. Well, they are the higher-ranked team, not that the rankings really matter. I would think that confidence at UCLA is at an all-time high. It is. Well, maybe not all-time. but Well, I mean all-time for this group. For for this group of kids, for this coaching staff. Look, Chip Kelly, people wanted to get rid of him, and here he is, 5-0. It's pretty damn impressive. 
So here's here's what you have to kind of root for if you're a fan. You know, like I didn't go to USC or UCLA, and I'm a supporter of both, but I'm more of an SC fan than I am a UCLA fan. Sure, of course. But if if USC beats Utah and UCLA beats Oregon, after that, SC's got Arizona, Cal, and Colorado. All yeah. They should win those games, no problem. If UCLA beats Oregon, they've got Stanford, Arizona State, and Arizona. Should they win? Uh, yes. Is Stanford always dangerous? Yes, they are. But it would require four more wins from both teams to get to November 19th. It's possible. I don't think it's likely, but I think it's possible. Do you think either of these two teams will be undefeated by the time they play? I think it's possible. I don't right, think it's but, likely, but I, right, don't, the, I, don't, I, I, don't think, I don't think it's impossible. The likelihood of both of them being undefeated, probably really low. Yeah, I would say in like less than 25%. The likelihood of one of them being undefeated, higher, maybe goes up a bit. Yeah, higher. I would say, you know, probably like 40, 50 percent. Come on. We need the, the football gods to give us a USC-UCLA meeting at the Rose Bowl with both teams being undefeated and with like all the like everything on the line. That would I'd be also, incredible. And if we're going to be asking for stuff, I'd also like a uh, a Rams Raiders match where both teams are like fighting for a playoff spot in a few months, in like a month or two. Well, that would months, also be very nice. It would like also be a months. lovely thing to have. Yeah. So, oh, Josh Jacobs just got hit in the uh, in the ding ding. Oh no way! In, yeah, in he's, he's pulling he's pulling <laughs> his pants. Oh poor guy. Oh, that never feels there. good. Yeah. But he's staying in the game. Good for him. Yet again, 30 seconds. Oh, wait a second. Nope. Now I see it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, got hit in the ding-ding. Matt Collins in motion from right to left. He's in the slot. Next to Devontae Adams. They hand it off again to Jacobs up the middle. Jacobs pushes his way forward, gets the first down, but a flag on the play. It definitely looked like it hurt. Yeah, bro. For sure it did. I mean, he grabbed his area. Guys wear no pads in the NFL. It's wild when you think about it. I mean, look, I got it that nobody's wearing a cup, but like guys wear like no padding at all. Like a Cooper cup? Not quite that not that kind of cup, different kind of cup. Why oh. not? I feel like that was always a thing. Like I remember like my brother being all embarrassed about having to like, oh, you gotta go get a cup and like jug strap and all that stuff. Like do they, guys don't do that anymore? No, nobody. Oh. Why not? There's not there's not one player in the NFL that wears a cup. They're not worried about getting hit in the ding ding like Sidano said? Got hit in the ding-ding. I feel like if I were a guy, I'd be worried about that. Yeah. Baseball yeah. players, yes. Football oh, players, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, definitely baseball oh, players. Oh, baseball players, you bet. Yeah, absolutely you better wear one. That rocket comes right at you, bro. You don't want to hear. You don't want to feel that. You don't want that smoke. Yeah. Jacob's checking out. Third and six. Big play here because the Raiders got a holding penalty earlier. You have third and six. I'm at second and 12. The first down. Well, you'll see Jacob's get a few yards there. All right. Now it's third and six. Yeah. God, this really irritates me. Why am I so far behind you? I don't understand. It's just DirecTV, bro. That I I'm watching cable. I yeah. feel like I should have it better than you. You probably should because I got to go through the sky and you go through like a wire. Yeah, I feel like I'm hard-lined. Yeah. Third and six here. Car in the gun. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. I believe... Bra oh, and Car muffs the snap, but there's a whistle. So I believe there's a whistle because I don't have volume because they stopped the play. All right, Laura says we got a break. No, let's do it then. Are you at now? Let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks, Christopher. Take it away, Linz. Thanks, Sedano. All right, so over the weekend, uh, Draymond Green met with the media to publicly apologize to his teammate Jordan Poole and answer questions from the fallout of the incident for the first time since it happened. I know we talked about it a little earlier, but we didn't talk about the fact that while the Warriors haven't formally disciplined Draymond, he announced that he's going to take some time away from the team. He said that he has some things to fix from a personal standpoint, and after the announcement, Steve Kerr called it a mutual decision to have Draymond away from the team for part of training camp. So is him taking this little mini leave from the team a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Um... I mean, I guess it's a big deal because we're covering it, right? Like, everybody's talking about it, so it is a big deal. Uh, I think that he definitely needs to and, – and Kevon Looney, their center, actually said this yesterday, I believe, after the game where he talked about, look, he's got to come back here and he's got to uh, rebuild his trust with this team. That, that You know, he's he's been a leader on this team before. He's our emotional leader, but he broke some trust and we're going to need to kind of mend those fences is what he said. I think it's also a big deal – um, just because what's he planning on doing when he's away? Like when you know. say that you're going away because you got to work on some things, what what are we working on? I mean, are we working on our temper? Maybe. Are we working on, uh, I mean, are we working on our game? What, what is it that he feels like he needs to work on? Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch the whole press conference, but my, my assumption is, is his uh, perhaps temper and just his relationships within the organization. I actually really liked his press conference, mostly because usually Draymond doesn't want to give a press conference. He wants to like just put everything on his podcast and force you to go listen to his podcast. And he actually addressed that at the beginning. You know, like, hey, normally I don't want to take your questions and I don't feel like I need to take your questions. But I guess now if I'm going to look apologetic, I better do it at least out here to the media. So I don't know exactly what he's going to be working on, but... Um, I wonder what Steve Kerr's position on all of this is. Because remember, Steve Kerr also got punched in the face by Michael Jordan. Well, his you know, position who, was obviously you don't want this, you know, like what happened was clearly unfortunate. He's like, but he wish he could have been able to handle it behind closed doors like his situation that you just referred to. Derek Carr just got jumped on. Yeah, and it looks like he may have lost the ball too, but there's a flag on the play. Flag on the play. Flag on the play. Yeah, it was I uh, scooped up by Chris Jones. What do you guys think? You think Draymond comes back and plays the entire season in Golden State? Yes. Think think there's any way they try and find a way to move on from him? No. Think Jordan Poole I mean, and him like kind of can figure this out, can work it out? Yeah, I mean Draymond think, did mention that they uh, you know, they used to be locker mates and stuff and that you know, there was a reason that he had him next to him and you know, he was a I mean, and this is all true. He was the big Jordan Poole supporter for many, many years when Jordan was a young kid trying to figure it out in the league and was back and forth between the G League and all that stuff. Draymond was like one of his biggest champions. That part is all accurate. Gosh, if I were Jordan Poole, I think I'd have to take a baseball bat to his windshield. I got to do something. I got to get him back. Maybe they're just fighting like brothers. Mm, that doesn't look like brother fighting to me. I've seen some brother fighting like that in my day. I was gonna say, oh, like I've that's been cheap to me. I, I broke my sister's nose the night before a graduation party. Like, why go. would you do such a thing? Why because you do she was this? A why jerk. are you so violent? You want to know why? Because yeah. my older sister used to pick on me all the time. She would tease me, and she was so mean to me. And mm -hmm. one day, I couldn't take it anymore. And she had this one shirt that I really liked, and she always accused me of wearing her clothes. So I went out and I bought that shirt, my own shirt. It was the exact same shirt, but I bought it. And I walked in the door wearing it, and she thought it was hers. So she just jumped on me and started punching me. And for the first time in my life, I punched her back. Because you know what? I was sick of it. And she never yeah. touched me again. She never even the tried to bully me again. Yeah, Lin slightly Lindsay different. Lindsay could be Jordan Poole in this scenario. Yep. Like, it's what you want him to do, Cappy. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to punch him right back in his face. There yeah. you have it. Yeah. So maybe maybe you just get Whoa. picked on. Derek Carr got the ball back? They gave the ball back to him? How did that I, happen? I'm shocked. I absolutely thought that that was a fumble. I yeah. thought that the ball was taken right from him. The and Andy Reid's letting him know. Raiders absolutely got away with one there. Holy moly. All right, Linz. Let's keep rolling. Yeah, go ahead, Linz. All right, so Padres pitcher Joe Musgrove. And they called roughing the passer on it. 
Damn. What? Wow. The Raiders not only got away with the fumble, but then also got the advantage of a penalty, too. Sorry. Go ahead, Lance. If they don't win this game, I mean, they're, they're, they're being given this game right now. That's a fumble. That's a takeaway. Roughing Derek the passer. Are you deep kidding into me? the end zone for Mac Hollins. Incomplete. He sails it too high for his fourth-year receiver out of I don't know what university. It's a good school. They play good ball there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where Mac Hollins went to school. Sorry. IDWU. Let me see. IDW. The school of the hard knocks. All right, Lynn. You were saying about uh, about Musgrove. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Yeah, your boy. Do you guys think Ears. it's a big Oh, they keep doing it to me, too. I was like, do you guys think it's a big deal or no deal that you guys keep interrupting Lindsay as she continues the game? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yes, okay. Thank you, Laura. <laughs> yeah. North Carolina, no by the no way, deal. Matt Collins. <laughs> he went no to Mac. Ma- Ma- so, North Laura, did you, you did some online shopping over the weekend. Laura, what did you buy? Yeah. <laughs> seriously, right? Go ahead, Lindsay. No, seriously this time. Go ahead. All right. Cappy, at least you pay attention here because this is about your Padres, man. Oh, Joe Musgrove was dominating the Mets last night and his spin rates were up. So naturally, the Mets, their fans and some of the Internet thought that he was cheating, including former big leaguer Brandon McCarthy. And then on MLB Network, Brian Kenny spent an entire 12 minute segment looking at Musgrove's spin rate numbers and implying that cheating was involved. Musgrove was then checked and cleared by the umps. So is the fact that he was still being called out for cheating a big deal or no deal, Cappy? I'd say it's a huge deal. I think Brian Kenny is to the MLB network what Rich Eisen is to the NFL network. And when you've got the network of the league and the face of the network calling out a player for cheating, when the umpires went out and checked him, uh, that is a really, really big deal. Now, Kenny made what some people might think is a compelling argument. He said, here's his spin rate during the season, and here's his spin rate in this game. How could it possibly be up so much higher if he's not using some sort of a substance? And what he's doing is he's taking away from the possibility that a guy was just locked in, was was at his very very best, and came up with a you know a, a superhuman kind of performance. So I think it's a really big deal. Uh, it's a huge deal. I don't think there's any question about it because to what Cappy said, like you're doing it on the league's network, like that's pretty insane. <laughs> uh, but by the way, on brand with Brian Kenny. Only because he is fearless as a broadcaster. I think he's one of the better broadcasters we have in this industry because he does it fearlessly. He does not care what you think. If he has the the facts, he's going to spit the facts. Side note, remember when Ken Rosenthal, wasn't wasn't he taken off MLB Network because he was on there, you know... I know he was going off about Rob Manfred, but like, you know. Well, I think that's a different story when you're going specifically off the commissioner. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, I don't think Kenny has anything to worry about. I'm sure he's got producers... And, you know, front office exec types, when I say front office, I mean the guys who run the network, who are all like, hey, you want to make a compelling case? You, you've got all the data to support it? Go for it. Which you uh, but our guy, Hembo, do you know Hembo? Nope. Hembo, Paul Hembakitis, he's like our one of our top researcher guys here at ESPN. He's on Get Up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And um, he wrote, he tweeted this, uh, this morning, true, Joe, Joe Musgrove's average spin rate was 5.7% higher on Sunday than it was during the regular season. Also true, league-wide average spin rate is 5.5% higher in the postseason than it was during the regular season. I mean, it's... Absolving it's, your guy. Yeah, it's one game versus an entire season's average. And, and look, here's the one thing about Musgrove. That's a kid who, he's from San Diego. He's kind of the community guy, sort of the face of the organization. They gave him the ball in game three, tied 1-1. Um, he, just, he just cares like that. So, I mean, to me, he was locked in. I thought what, what Buck Showalter did was really, really cheap, um, desperate, and unprofessional. And he, I know why he did it, because nobody could hit. So let's see if we can get this guy you know, out of his game. But, but it, it just made the rest of the Mets players go, oh, gosh, he's not cheating. They didn't find anything. We're really screwed. I feel like managers have done that when they're like trying. It's kind of like when you're at the casino and someone's rolling the dice real hot, and like the the pit boss comes in and he wants to like reset the dice and take people's players' cards and scan them because it's like they're trying to like distract what's going on and cool the dice off. I feel like managers have done that, like something like this, where they're trying to like catch him off his balance or like trying to get in the middle of his flow. It's just like a, a tactic, and I don't think there's anything cheap about it. Oh, I think it was extremely yeah. desperate. I don't think it's cheap. I loved how the, the desperate the times play by, call for desperate measures. The yeah. season was on the line. Yeah, well, the well, play-by-play play guy from the so, Mets so, 
uh, what's his name, uh, Cohen, he, he went on the, the station after the game and was like, dude, that was embarrassing for our organization. Like, just ripped Buck Showalter. I loved it. Um, I actually think that, well, but that, I mean, look, I think two things can be true. I think that it is desperate, but it also was what he should have done yeah, in I that scenario. I, I understand that. that. Way. Yeah, yeah, try and break it up, you know? Yeah, got to do anything you can do. All right. Last one, real quick here. Speaking of MLB playoffs, Guardians outfielder Oscar Gonzalez broke a historic scoreless tie against the Tampa Bay Rays in game two of their wildcard series on Saturday with a walk off home run in the 15th inning. That was crazy. Uh, the Blast gave the Guardians a 1 0 win, sent the team to the ALDS, and made Gonzalez a Cleveland hero. But Gonzalez's clutch play isn't the only thing that has helped his popularity. He's now gaining notoriety by using the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song as his walk up music. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I know the uh, announcers in Cleveland hate it because they, they couldn't wait till it, you know, they're like, I can't wait till this game's over so I never have to hear this again. But while it's not a big deal, I think it's fun. Plus, you know, go Cleveland. For you guys, what would be your playoff walk-up song? Cappy, you go first. Tom Petty. Cause I won't back down. No, I won't back down. Get ready for tomorrow, because I will not back down. That's a good one. Would you, you use your own voice singing the track, or would you use the actual track? No, I think that's a good idea, Lindsay. I yeah. should actually record the entire yeah. track as myself. Yeah. Yeah. Be very on brand for you, Cap. Sidano, what would be your playoff walk-up song? Sidano. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's like, I doubt that there's like a uh, <laughs> a radio edited version of this song, but I would say Hit Him Up by Tupac is pretty good. Um. If not, maybe I'd go with, like, um, America's Most Wanted by Tupac, because I know there's a radio edit for that, for sure. That's a good one. Yeah, one of the uh, Guardians players actually has it as their walk-up. Maybe I'll do some Eminem. Ain't none but a gangster. That's what John Ireland says would be his. He says his would be, what is it, Lose Yourself? No, I I mean, Lose Yourself's a great song, but I think for me, a little bit more my style would be, now this looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. You know what Eminem song, Eminem song I like was uh, the one Purple. Pretty good, huh, George? Purple Hills. That's a weird one. Wait, no, it's. You know that song? Nope. I've been a couple of. Oh, yeah, now I got it. Yeah. Now I got it. So We're, going half. No We're going to half. We're going to halftime. We're going to halftime, and the Raiders have escaped with a 20-7 to lead. Chiefs kicked a long field goal. You have any idea how far that was? I didn't get to see it. Uh, I didn't either. Looked deep. Did look deep. Looked pretty deep. 20-10. to uh, I can tell you in the play-by-play if you want. Uh, anyway, that is uh, big deal or no deal. Great job, Linz, dealing with all the distractions. Yeah, the interruptions, a, you know, yeah. She, okay. she made a great point. Now that it's halftime, we'll, we'll have you guys for the last 15 minutes. Yeah. I know. Mondays yeah. are hard for well, us. We I mean, watch football well, no, it's, not hard. It. it's hard today because it's the Raiders. Right. But if it's if it's like a rando game, like, I don't care. Like, yeah, think about Thursday night. You didn't care when night. it was the Browns and the whoever they were playing, the Steelers. Right. You, you don't even weren't remember. even watching How about that. that? <laughs> you weren't even watching. You remember who the hell they played. How about this Thursday night, Chicago versus Washington? You think we're going to be watching that game? I don't think so. No I don't think so. No, we still, sure like we still like some, trolling you some guys. NBA. Well, they'll be like baseball for sure to watch at that point. Oh, yeah. I think the Gardos will be on that night. The Gardos. Love oh, and Cappy, speaking mm. of playoffs, one of your squads is getting ready to get to the postseason. I'll tell you who next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm, mm, come on. Mm. Guess who's back? Back, back again. again. Yeah, Shady's back. Tell a friend. Wait, why did you just make it like yeah, Sinatra? Because I'm snapping my <laughs> fingers. I'm kind harmonize? of I'm sort of jazzing it up a little friend. bit. You know what I mean? Is this friend. the um, tell a friend? Is this a, the real song or is this just a, a beat? It's just the instrumental. Oh, I wanted Cappy to sing. Oh, you Guess did. Who's back? Guess who's mm-hmm. back? Guess who's back? I created a monster. Nobody wants to see Marshall no more. I created a monster because nobody wants to see Marshall no more. They want Shady. I'm chopped liver. Well, if you want shady, this is what I'll give you. A little bit of weed mixed with some hard liquor, some vodka that jumpstart my heart quicker than a shock when I shock that. Uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. All right, forget. I tried. Forget you it. You started off sounding like Waterboy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You're Dude, like this a... weird, like twangy. Yeah, I was, I was once at a, uh, this is, all right, I'm getting ready to name drop, so hold on. Here goes. Right. I was at a uh, karaoke party over at Jim Lampley's place one night. Oh, wow. And Lampley decided that he was going to do that song. Lamps? Yeah. And uh, it was, it was, I mean, it just was not good at all. Just not good. Did you have to go and take the mic from him? Is I just, happened? it was like, I was like, Lamps, dude, you're like, you know, you're like 70 years old. Like, stop. Yeah. You know, like, collaborate I mean, and listen. Ice is back with a brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly, daily and harpoon, daily and nightly. Will it ever Will stop? Will it ever Yo, stop? Yo, I don't, I don't know. know. Turn up Turn the, the lights and I'll flow. It's glow. Turn out the lights and I'll glow. To the extreme, I rock a mic like a vandal, light up a stage amongst a chump like a candle. I mean, I told you, I'm 70%, Lindsay. That's good. Um, Cappy, one of Yo. your teams is a one seed with a bye. Is it the West Liberty University Hilltoppers? No. It's the oh. LAFC, the number one seed in the Western Conference in the MLS. You're telling me that the LAFC is the number one seed and they've got a bye? They do. That's dope AF. <laughs> What's the deal with our LAFC? What's going on? They uh, win the supporter shield again. Best record. And don't forget, next Monday, week from today, we got a big yep. LAFC surprise from Mario. We do. That's yeah, we right. Do. He, did. he yeah. said, hey, can you come in? Can we do this? Yeah. First yeah. round bye for LAFC. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how, the, um, how this works. Um, are they going to play like the lowest seed available or how does that work? Like well, I got to figure there's, there's seven teams in the Western conference, right? Right. So yeah, if in the, the playoffs, LAFC's, right. So right. two and seven play three and six play four and five play. And, and that means guess- the LAFC gets a bye first round. We need that Mario is true. to solve this for us. But I believe if someone wants to text Mario, ask him, do they play the lowest available seed or are they going to rent? Like, how does that work? What are they going to do after that? (laughs) Also, ask Mario, what's for dinner tonight? Are we going to get the cauliflower crust pizza or are we going to do the vegan? What are we going to do? By the way, I'm having a little soul tonight. Soul? What do you mean by soul? Like soul the fish? Yeah. Really? Like Dover soul? Yeah. Is there another kind of soul? I don't even know if there is or isn't. I don't know if there's another kind of soul, but Dover soul, yes. Okay. It's delicious. It's phenomenal. I don't know what I'm having for dinner tonight. Clearly not soul. I was thinking a little sushi. More fish. There you go, a little sushi. Yeah, I was in the mood I... for fish, too. I, sushi, I was craving sushi this weekend, and I didn't get it. Yeah. I think my, my deal is I still got to go pick up my daughter. George, you have no idea, dude. I got to pick up my daughter tonight at school at 8.30 p.m. She's been yeah. at school since 8.30 a.m. I dropped her right. off at 8 o'clock this morning. I battled the traffic in the parking lot. I got home. This child has been at school all day long. The sweet child of yours? Yes. She gets done at 3.30. She goes into, like, the library or whatever they call it, the commons room or something like that. She bangs out her homework, even though late at night she'll come home and go, I've got so much more homework and I'm not doing it. So I don't know what she's doing after school. Then field hockey practice starts at, like, 6.15, ends at 8.15, and I got to pick this kid up. God almighty, please. I got, like, 33 days left until this child gets a a driver's license. We got to get her there, George. Yeah, it's almost there. 33 days goes fast, bro. I know. Every day oh. I drive her to school, she goes, 32 days to go. There you go. I'm like, why are you so consumed with getting this driver's license? She's like, Dad, I can't get a ride home. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So Does she I have a car like. waiting for her when she gets her license? 
She does because her sister's car and her brother's car are both sitting here right now because those kids are off at college. Right. So I've got one driver and three cars sitting here wasting space, and then I'll have two drivers with three cars, and then I'll have kids come home from college, and then I'll have four drivers and not enough cars. So. Well, I mean, at least in the meantime, you won't be complaining about not you know, having to go pick your daughter up or take your school and all that kind of stuff. Hey, oh, exactly, or know. holding on for your life. Yeah. Right. I mean, because driving with this child is not fun. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then sadly, this is like this is so embarrassing. Right. So uh, she and I do like this weekend thing. Every Saturday we go to Trader Joe's. Um, we don't pronounce the J, the J in Trader Joe's. We pronounce it with an H. Um, but that's just sort of like a little funny internal yeah, yeah. Gotcha. family thing. Gotcha. You know? Wait, is that gotcha. only an internal family thing or do you talk about that on the other show, too? Oh, snap. I almost cursed. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought, you know. Because I, I knew, remember you mentioning that in the Damn, past. Damn, that's true. Tomorrow you will be tried for your sins. So you guys really have a problem with me talking about things on both shows, huh? No, Cam. No, no. It's not it. It's not. Okay, I can't wait to not. hear tomorrow. I okay. really cannot wait to hear. I cannot I, I, wait to hear. Did you take a joke? Can you answer my question? So um, the answer is no, <laughs> although I can say whatever I want on that show. Nobody dumps me on that show. Whoa. Well, because nobody listens. You know, here in L.A., we got to make sure that we don't get fined for the, you know, the Well, the other stuff. part of it is I don't, you know, we just don't care. We're like more rogue over there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, we just don't care. You know, we, we follow rules here, Kevin. I know. We don't follow rules down yeah, there, well, you know. Yeah. So anyway, um, so we're in the parking lot the other day, and mm-hmm. uh, she drove us there and uh, got us there safely in one piece. And um, then I needed to hustle from one part of the parking lot to another part of the parking lot. And I, I didn't, like, adjust the mirror, the rear view mirror. And I wasn't, for whatever reason, watching the computer, oh, like, the, the rear boy. camera. I know Dude, I back coming. up, and I hit this woman. Not, boom. like, yeah, hit her in a brand-new Jeep. And my daughter's like, Dad, what are you doing? Are you about to? Boom, I hit this woman. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I, like, there was no beeping. I didn't see it in the camera. So here I am, like, I'm scared out of my mind to drive with this child. And yeah. what happens? I get into a little fender bender in the in the parking lot at Trader Joe's. Right. Of course. And and the other car was like this brand new Jeep. And this thing, not one scratch, nothing. This car, my car, my my, my son's Mazda. I mean, you have no idea. I did $1,000 worth of damage, every bit of it. Now every time I see it, I'm reminded of how dumb I feel that I got into a fender bender with her riding shotgun. Whereas if she were driving, chances are, wouldn't have happened. Right, because she would have seen it. She's uh, 15 and a half and um, almost 16. And uh, sadly, she's a better driver. Already? Yeah, already. Uh, what do you think Slee's going to talk about on Lakers Talk tonight? I hope he's not talking about Stephen A. Smith saying that Draymond wants to be a Laker, because I don't want that to happen. I mean, he probably will, is my guess. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it. What's today? Today is Monday the 10th. And the season tips off Tuesday of next week, the 18th, against Correct. Golden State? Correct. Awesome. And what's the preseason schedule the rest of the week? You've you seen it? I believe we have games uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, right? Wednesday and Friday. Yes. Wednesday. Friday, bro. And the Friday game's at 7? Yeah, so we are... Every all- Laker... It, Lakers should have a game every Friday. Yes, that would be lovely for us. I think they do at least a couple this month. No, they do have some. Yeah. All right, we're done here. We're Cappy, out of here. That's it. We we will uh, we will have the trial of the century tomorrow. See you sins. in studio where you can see me face to face. You guys yeah. are really going to come off looking bad in this. I'm telling you right now. We'll see. You guys are really going to come off looking bad. Lindsay and Laura, great job. We're late for uh, Slee. He doesn't like to be late, Cappy. You need to be quiet now. Okay. I don't want Slee coming at you either. Okay. I don't need any more smoke. <laughs>